Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and genders of all types. This is Lords of Order, a DC Doctor Fate fan podcast, episode 27, and I am your host, Ed Moore. This is a spoiler podcast. However, I'm not sure that that comes into play too much, as the book today is 70 years old. A little bit more than. So, uh, you have been warned, but honestly, if you can be spoiled on this, then that's, you know, kind of your bad luck. This story and more can be found reprinted in Golden Age Dr. Fate Archives, issue 1 from 2007 from D.C., now, we open the book with the narrator telling us in a little block that it looks much akin to a postage stamp with the little, you know, spiky edges and everything where it's circle perforated and you tear it apart. It's, yeah, it's got all those around. And it's uh, maybe about twice as big as a postage stamp would be, too, actually. The narrator tells us a lonely tower set in the hills high above the town of witch-haunted Salem shelters Dr. Fate, man of mystery. He fights the evils of the present day with the ancient magic of Chaldea and Egypt. And we see him standing atop his tower, again in a four-panel, single panel of the eight-panel page that they are using now in the book, or in the Dr. Fates stories anyways. The story actually opens on Barren Isle, where Inza is there attending a party. Now, the host, uh, John Jerome Jr., hosts this party every year, and part of the party is that he encourages and rewards the people attending the party to search for a treasure that is hidden on his island. He hides a treasure, and whomever finds it can keep it, but that is in honor of the treasure that is actually hidden on the island and was many hundreds of years prior to this by Jerome's ancestors, who we find out was a pirate later on, uh, Dr. Fate tells us. Of course, because Dr. Fate knows everything. So he is our omniscient uh, narrator. Uh, kind of different from the regular narrator we have here. But John Jerome, uh, two interesting things uh, in this story for me. One is that Mr. Jerome, when he first introduces himself to Enza, says, I am John Jerome Jr. I've read of you in more fun comics. Getting a little meta there, aren't we? Perhaps. Suddenly, John Jerome Sr. falls prey to intense stomach pains and passes out. But on inspecting him, Inza offers, I've seen things like this happen in Black Haiti. It's magic. And the butler uh, says, what makes you so sure of that? It's merely a stomach cramp. Or, not the butler, another guest at the party. I'm sorry. But Inza... uh, continues in in what she she holds to her belief i'm going after dr fate if there is black magic behind your father's illness he'll know it and jerome jr is telling her please do beg him to come then we cut to dr fate who is in his tower and he is saying out loud he's reading telling us what he's reading in this large tome in front of him And there were sorcerers who made images and breathed on them. Then they placed P 
pins in the images and killed the victim. That is the magic of the ancients. Sounds like voodoo to me, but, right, a voodoo doll? Okay. Then suddenly Dr. Fate sits up and points his finger in the air and says, I hear Enza's thoughts calling me. She is in deadly danger. And he flies up through the roof of his tower and out to Barren Island, which which is where she is, having told him, I don't know, telepathically perhaps, or telemagically, or magipathically, or whatever connection they have. I don't know. But we see that she is saying verbally, okay, fate. Dr. Fate, something has turned me to stone. Help me. And she is a statue. And I'm wondering, well, if you're stone, how are you talking? But, okay, it's not my story, but that's that's what it is. It's a word bubble. So, Uh, Dr. Fate moves over Inza and releases the power of his secret force to break the spell that holds her. And he settles down to the ground and is talking to her. Inza is is very awestruck. She says, what will we do? The sorcerer who can turn me into stone has great powers. And Dr. Fate, let us not quit so easily. I have some hidden powers too, you know. Come. And the narrator tells us, hidden in the black cloud of force that surrounds them, they enter the house. So he uses this cloudy teleportation kind of thing. And, And of course, the clouds in our book are white, because if they were black... Yeah, it would look like scribbles. So they he, he takes them into hidden chambers beneath the house, and he says, I lived when this house was built back in 1698. Now, this was written in 1941, so 1641 would have been 300 years, and it's about 50, so it's about 250 years old at this point, the house is. Uh, Over 300 now, actually, if you want to do that. And Doctor Strange is is fiddling, you know, with his magics, his force powers that he has, and he's opening various hidden doors and exposing secret rooms and everything until they find one, and he picks up a, a, a graven image and says, A form of witchcraft, imagery. See the wax figure of Jerome Sr. with the pin through it? Ah... So that thing with what he was reading was a bit of foreshadowing. Very shrewdly done, Mr. Writer. Very shrewd. In three days it will kill, Dr. Fate continues. Can you stop it, Inza asks. Breathe the breath of life back into the image and remove the stick pin. And he says some words here that I'm not necessarily comfortable saying because I don't know what they mean. I don't know what language they're in. So we'll just we'll leave those there on the paper. And sure enough, Jerome Sr. wakes up with his son right there. And they're both uh, joyously reunioning. And we see one of the guests who says, Something is wrong. Someone has tampered with the image. And it's the same guess that called into question that Inza recognized what befell Jerome Sr. as black magic. So he was not just a guest. He is the perpetrator of the ills. And he scoots away and says, I, Hal Dane the sorcerer, saw the Jerome treasure in my crystal ball. I mean to have it. No one shall stop me now that I spelled Inza into stone. And he, too, is moving around because he knows 
uh, all the secret ways to get into these hidden rooms also. And he goes to away from the guests, or he goes to a room with a, a particular tome in it, you can't really tell. Just he goes, and he is then drawn holding this tome. We don't know how. But he says, But I fear him not. I have the secrets of the priests of Zoroaster in this book. I carry the wand of the high priest of Marsduk the Mighty. And he recites an incantation and finishes with, I shall call aid from the etheric universe. Those dread beings will win me the treasure. They will kill all, even Dr. Fate. And over next to him, I don't know if this is a drawing of whom Haldane is calling, or if he is just in a room with other statuary. But the creature looks like kind of a big trollish with a big hot belly, kind of greenish, kind of humanoid figure. Now, other people in the story from henceforward for the next little bit sees a creature and reacts, but we never see it to know if the creature in this panel is a creature or is a statue. But Dr. Fate says, someone is summoning the awful beings from outer space. I feel the cosmic cold, the dread horror. I must stop the madman, he tells that to Inza. And then Haldane uh, steps out of his secret room. It is done, and it, is alma- it, and it almost has driven me mad. Then somewhere else in the house, we see a dark shadow, which looks very much like this creature drawn in the panel that I was speaking of. But a woman uh, guest member shouts out, No, no, it cannot be too terrible! And she yells. And then everybody panics. Uh, we see a group of people in the next panel running from the house. One, uh, the, the gentleman, Haldane, says, Horrible! I didn't see it, but I'm scared anyway! Trying to, of course, spurn the crowd into greater panic. Dr. Fate goes, and he fights the beast. Again, the beast is off-panel. We never see it, I guess, because it's too horrible to see. And then a terrific explosion takes place within the house. Dr. Fate is then exiting the house, carrying the woman that saw the creature and screamed. She has now passed out. He says, fear no more, Dr. Fate does. The horror has returned from whence it came. I go now to end the sorcerer who summoned it to end the sorcerer. He's going to kill the dude. So he heads back in. Um, Inza, meanwhile, has been running around looking for fate, runs into Haldane. He snatches her up, holds her fast as he says that he is going to plunge her into the etheric world. You shall die terribly. And he starts to incant a spell there. And Dr. Fate happens upon the two of them before he can finish. Dr. Fate runs up and punches Haldane with the mighty, what would it be, a left cross, knocking Haldane through a window, out down to the crashing seashore rocky eddies below. A just retribution, Dr. Fate says, Inza is safe, and I shall restore the treasure to the true owners, so this may never occur again. And he takes the senior and junior Jerome down, does some hoodoo on one of the walls, opens up, and exposes the treasure. Uh, Jerome Sr. says, they've gone, and I wanted to thank Dr. Fate, while Jerome Jr. sets him straight. I've a hunch he's above thanks, Father. He comes and goes, doing good, battling evil that modern man has forgotten all about. 
And as they fly off, Inza and Dr. Fate uh, share a little moment here. She says, how, do you know, how did you know where the treasure was? And he responds, I know many things, Inza. Forget not that I have lived long beyond the ken of mortal men. And so ends another installment of Dr. Fate in More Fun Comics. And I don't believe I've said it in a while, but I really dig the lettering uh, that is being done here by Mr. Sherman. I like the style. I like some of the methods that are used of separating things using either dashes or slashes. It just it, it gives the lettering a really cool feel to me. But on the very next page of this book, we have an ad, and it is a very important ad. Because it says, here it is, all-star number three, the most exciting comic book ever published. Now, you historians out there, understand the significance of all-star comics issue three. I'll wait. Yes, that is correct. It is the very first appearance of the Justice Society of America. The cover of the book has a round table. Eight heroes are gathered around the table, and they are from left to right. The Atom, Sandman, Spectre, Flash, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, and Our Man. So, all-star, and it is advertised as being out the same month that More Fun Comics is here in the book. So, our next book to talk about is Earth 2, Issue 23, but then I believe, and I don't know 100% because I haven't checked my list, but the next chronological Dr. Fate appearance, I believe, is the aforementioned All-Star Comics number 3. So, looking forward to reading that. Now, that book I have read before, but it's been a very long time. A lot of these more fun comics with Dr. Fate, I have not read the book, just uh, pulled out via the Golden Age Dr. Fate archives, the Dr. Fate stories. So, looking forward to that. But as I said, next issue, episode 28 of Lords of Order is Earth 2, issue 23. Talk to you guys then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.